Motif. <laughs> My name is Artie. Please welcome to the show your podcast host, Every week. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I think our... Artie has lung cancer. Yeah, I think Artie definitely is going to die soon. Like, I would not be surprised. Character development. Yeah, that's character. <laughs> we, we love character development. Uh, actually, this whole episode's about Artie. It's not. It's not. That would be either. so boring. Like, two back-to-back character studies. Yeah, nobody cares. Yeah. Nicholas would not watch that. Nicholas, it's 47 seconds in. If you're listening, text me right now and say, Lion King sticker. <laughs> Has he been texting you? Yeah, he, he, he's he been keeping up. He really does. He, he says he actually enjoys it. Which, like, I'm thoroughly surprised, and I do think he's lying. Yeah, he might be lying. You should probably talk louder. Might be lying. Well, not, I mean... Like, not like that. Oh, okay, so... Because you were like... Yeah, you're like, yeah, you might be lying, yeah, you might be lying. That's how I talk. Yeah. Well, but you gotta be heard by the viewing audience. That's how I talk. My name's Latricia. Bro. We can't mention Latricia in the so, same episode. I, did, I didn't say that. That were You what? You didn't say that? What? Bro. Do you feel something cold right now? Yeah. Why are you sliding your dick into me? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyway, we should probably get into what we're talking yes. about. Um, so, the first thing that I wanted to mention is my dad's a horrible person. Yeah. Um, my dad... Ha- I wanted to go to school in New York City to study musical theater performance, and I was accepted to a school called the American Musical and Dramatic Academy in New York City. I talked about it in my uh, one-man show, One Bugging Beep Beep Beep, which was actually an assignment for that school. It was like my summer project. I loved it. It was probably one of the best, like, most therapeutic things I've ever done in my entire life, and I really liked it. But, um, my dad had signed up or requested a parent plus loan to cover the loan, to cover the, the cost of, of schooling, and now, uh, about five weeks before it was time to go, he called me and said that he canceled it. Now, he blamed it on the Department of Education, because he had a loan he had a loan out for Columbia when I went to Columbia in Chicago that he never paid on. But my thing is we were already approved. The loan was already about to be like paid out to the school. Like it like they and he's trying to say that they that the Department of Education didn't know who he was when they approved the loan. Mm-hmm. Which is literally impossible. Like they knew who you were when they approved the loan. They base it on your credit. They ran a credit check. They saw you had the $15,000 for it. They know who you are. Like, that's... I mean, he, he, he decided he didn't want to be alone because Alicia's kicking him out. My stepmom... Well, not even my stepmom. My dad's roommate, essentially, is kicking him out, and he's sad about it, which, I mean, I guess I would be too, and I do kind of feel bad for him in that respect, but at the same time, he's using it to... Uh, just be a complete and total ass fuck towards me. Like, he literally, like, ruined, for now at least, my dream. Like, I wanted to spend my 20th birthday in New York City, like, living there, but that did not happen because, like, AMDA starts in, like, October or whatever. My birthday's in September. But he did not, like, he, he, he literally ruined my life, like, at this moment. I know it's, like, you know, oh my god, like, you're out to get me, you ruined my life. But, like, literally, that's what happened. Yeah, he stunted your life. Yeah, he stunted my growth. That's weird. Yeah. 
He's like he's the caffeine to my puberty. Yeah. Yeah. And so but the problem is that he just won't admit it. So I had to call the school and cancel the loan, cancel well, I mean he canceled the loan, but I had to tell him like I'm not gonna come. They said that I would have to re audition if it took over a year to come back. Like I can go in February, but I cannot go in February. Like I will not have enough money in February to go to school. So now I'm here for about another year. And then that same day, my dad decided to tell me that Alicia, who co-signed a loan for me for my car, is giving my car back. Like, she's making me get rid of my car. Um, I deliver pizzas for a living. We've talked about it on this show a few times. Uh, Well, obviously, and, like, RJ knows I deliver pizza. But, like, just in general, like, I've needed this car. That's, like, why I got it in the first place. I got it because I was working in London, Ohio, which is about, like, half an hour away. And needed to drive there every day. Yeah. And then I started working at DSC Logistics, and that's even further away, and I drove there every day. And now I'm delivering pizzas, so, like, I've relied on this car a lot. Like, that car has taken me to New York City five or six times. Like, you know, I use it daily, at least once a day. But I've taken really good care of it and everything. Um, and Alicia and I had, like, a, a, a private agreement that I would pay her the car payment and then she would then send it to the the credit union that owns the bank or that owns the car um but the problem is is that i missed one payment with her not with the bank like this is not like a repossession from the bank or anything like that like as far as the bank is concerned i am on time i've never missed a payment like we're great like the bank loves me they ha- i mean the only good thing on my credit is this is this car yeah i have never missed a payment with the bank I may have, like, you know, called Alicia every once in a while and said, like, hey, I can't pay you this week, I'll pay you next week. So I guess my biggest problem was that I didn't do that. But now she has decided that since her name is also connected to this car, that she is going to get rid of it. And that I have no choice, but I have to do, I have to get rid of it too. So she's decided that she's going to go tomorrow, RJ and I are going to ride with, and we are going to, she's going to pay $65 and have my name taken off the loan. So I will be no longer financially responsible for the car. And then she is going to try to sell it in private, in the private market. So as you will see in a video that's coming out tomorrow, uh, I didn't take too kindly to that. And so I destroyed the back seat. Uh, you know, just d- littered. So many receipts from every Pizza Hut delivery that I've ever been on. Uh, wh- like apple juice, rocks, dirt, grass... An entire Oprah magazine is shredded in the back seat. We pissed in the trunk. Uh, we put rocks in the cup holder and in the door. Like, there's also um, a bug that we squished on the roof and then threw in the back seat. Like, that's the grossest part. Yeah, it's fucking disgusting. There's like weeks old McDonald's like smeared into the back seat. Like, it's disgusting. And you know, I feel bad for doing it only because. It was a great car, and, like, I've spent a lot of time in that car, so, like, I feel like it's a, a, a person, even though it's not. Like, I've grown attached to it, and so I feel really bad, like, that I had to do that. But I feel like Bank, my car, understands. I feel like he knew what had to happen. I feel like he's in on it. Because now, now that, as of tomorrow, when I am no longer financially responsible for the car, it's just going to sit and... Alicia's driveway and she's gonna have to pay it the car payment she's gonna have to pay for the insurance and she's gonna have to pay for the license plates because they're expired 
They expired on my birthday, and I'm and I knew that this was gonna happen, so I didn't renew them. So all of this, she's gonna have to pay for it every single month, and I'm getting a new car. And like, I don't want this to happen at all. But I'm also so glad that once this is done, that I will never have to talk to Alicia or my father again. I know that sounds bad. Why do you have to talk to your dad now? Because he's he's the intermediary between the two of us. Because oh. Alicia won't call and text me. She won't do it. Don't know why. Because she's a little pussy bitch. I, Alicia has always consistently been one of the worst people in my life. Wow. Yeah. That's a bold statement. Yeah, consistently she has been like the the antithesis to my fun. Like she... And yeah, I for, remember her always being like a bitch like whenever we, like, we had things to do. Like, oh, can we come over to the house and like, hang out? No. Right. For all intents and purposes, like if my life were a novel... If you if you wrote from the time I was born until right now and it was a book, Alicia would be the antagonist. For sure. That extreme? Yeah. Because like for all of my life, like I remember when when she first like the Alicia was married when she first met my dad. And they worked at the fire department together. And that's how they met. And they were friends and like her and her husband would come over and I fucking loved them. Like, she was really, like, fun to be around. Like, her and her husband were great people. I adored them. Like, I would stay at their house. You know, it was great. Because they were just, like, friends. And, like, because they weren't actually responsible for me, they just let me do whatever I want. Yeah. Like, I, I watched, like, the South Park movie at their house. Uh, I would walk around naked at their house and just, like, literally, like, flip my dick between my hands and go dong, dong, dong. Of course, I was, like, four. But still, like, young. yeah, like, she's she's been a part of my life for a very long time, and at first, I adored her. Like, I'd be like, when are John and Alicia coming over? When are John and Alicia coming over? Like, where are John and Alicia? Then one day, Alicia decides to tell my dad that she's in love with him, and that she's going to leave her husband. So she does, they go through the divorce, like, you know, and so she moves in with my dad, and immediately, it's horrible. Because we, we were living in, like, a one-bedroom apartment while my dad was. Like, obviously, I still lived here with my mom. But when I went to visit my dad, it was just a one-bedroom apartment on Villa Road. Yeah, I remember sure. And uh, so she moved in and immediately, like, just horrible. Like, um, I remember one of my earliest memories of Alicia being a horrible, horrible person was I wanted... I just randomly, I was, like, eight or nine, maybe, younger, and I just wanted a cake. So dad was going to take me like the two minutes up the road to Kroger from where the house was and get like a, like $3 box of cake or cake mix and like make a cake. Cause I just wanted cake. Like, why does that matter? Yeah. And she said, no, it's not his birthday. He doesn't need a cake. It's no special occasion. You're not going, you're not spending that money on the fucking cake. Like, no. And immediately I was like, what? Like I sat in my room and cried because I was like. I just wanted cake. Like, I was like a child child. Like, you... Like, what the fuck? It's not like I said, like, I want, like, alcohol. It was a fucking cake. Yeah. And it was like... Like, you know there's there's cake mixes for, like, a dollar. Like, there's gotta be, like, a cheap-ass cake mix. Yeah. Like, that's, like, just because she doesn't want to have fun. She's not a fun person. I, there is only one time in my life that I distinctly remember Alicia being fun. We used to go every year. I feel like this is like just wrapping up a chapter because like 
I'm probably never going to talk to Alicia again. No. Have no reason to. We'll probably I, litter at her house. I Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, like, that's the new litter hole, for sure. Like, I appreciate what Alicia has done for me. Like, I appreciate that she let me stay with them, even though, like, her and my dad were never married. Like, I appreciate that she let me move in with them when I left Chicago. I appreciate that she helped me get the car. But she's throwing all of that away. Well, she didn't let you move in. When you left Chicago. Yes, she did. Oh, you did. oh, she did? You didn't remember that? Before we moved in together, I lived oh, at my yeah, dad's. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, I appreciate what she has done for me in the past. And I think she, like, but she is ruining all of that with this last bitch-ass move. Yeah. But back to what I was saying. I remember... We used to go every year on Christmas Eve to, like, Washington Courthouse, which is, like, an hour away. We we drove one time and just randomly ended up there. We're like, why are we in Washington Courthouse? Exactly. It was the most random thing that ever happened. And so we used to go every year on Christmas Eve for, like, her family's Christmas party, like, family reunion thing. And I used to love it. Like, it was a great time. Like, I actually liked... Like, I like her family. Um, But one year... Now, like I said, for my entire life, Alicia was, like, the opposite of fun. Like, she was like, no, we can't do this because we don't, you know, gotta save money. Like, we gotta save money. We gotta do this. Like, and we were never poor. Like, so we didn't need to save money. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's not like any, it's not like we were so strapped for money that we couldn't, like, go bowling or go to the movies when I wanted to. You know what I mean? Like, I understand, like, you know, everything in moderation, like, she should say no sometimes. But there were no reason that she had to say no every time. You know? Yeah. So, as we're driving to Washington Courthouse, Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas Is You comes on, which is apparently Alicia's favorite song ever, period. And she just started, like, fucking dancing and singing along in the passenger seat, and it was, or in the driver's seat. And it was so out of character for her that it was absolutely hilarious. Like, I actually, like, enjoyed, like, witnessing this. Because for the first time in, like, my entire, like, 15 years of knowing her, she was be- having, like, she was being fun. Like, she was fun to be around. Like, I was literally laughing and, like, having a good time. That's the only time in my entire life I ever remember anything like that. And we've gone on vacations together. And, like, that so is the, just always a bitch. Yeah, and that is the only time that I distinctly remember. Speaking of vacations, I didn't know this was going to turn into the Alicia episode. But it's going, I think it's, you know, I think it's pretty good. Yeah. Good Alicia. Um, we went on a cruise in like 2004 and it was dad and Alicia and me and Clara. So random. Very random. So random. Um, and I remember dad bought her a ring. Well, Alicia bought a ring, but it was dad using Alicia's money. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Because they, they had a shared account. They, they, yeah, my dad doesn't really like have his own money, but like, you know, so, Dad bought a ring for Alicia in, like, the Bahamas, and, like, kind of asked her to marry him, but not not really. It wasn't anything, like, official, but, like, after that trip, they were engaged, so it was kind of an engagement ring. Yeah. And she said it on the nightstand one night on the boat, and I had, a, like, a glass of orange juice or something, and I accidentally spilled it on her ring, which can be cleaned, mind you. Yeah, and she juice. literally screamed at me, like, at the top of her lungs, like, That costs, like, $4,000! Like, how could you do that? You're so fucking clumsy! I was like, it was 2004, so, like, how old was I? Nine. Yeah, so, like, George W. Bush was just being reelected, like, 
unfortunately. So, like, obviously, you're, like, drinking, like, that. Right. That wasn't orange juice, that was alcohol. Yeah. You were it was depressed. a mimosa. Yeah. yeah. You were depressed. Yeah, and I was just, I was like, are, are you fucking kidding me? Like, she's just... And it's weird, because while my dad and Alicia have been breaking up, like, I've kind of, like, seen where Alicia's coming from, like, and I've stood up for her, because dad's like, I know she's cheating on me, bub, I know she is. And I know she's not. Like, I don't think Alicia's that type of person. And, like, I've told my dad that. And, like, even though Alicia is, like, th- my antagonist, like, you know, I, you know, I stood up for her when she needed to be because I know she's, like, a good enough person. But now she is trying to clear, cut off all ties from my dad. And one of those ties was this car. I think that is probably part of it. I mean, that has to be. I, I mean, think so too. on some level, I think that's definitely a part of it. I don't think that's the main reason. I think her main reason is I've missed a payment f- to her, and now she's just taking the car away. So, you know, I just wanted to make it a little inconvenient for her. Like, now she's got to clean out probably, like, an entire book of paper back there. Plus, like, you know, she's g- probably going to have to get the seats cleaned. And There's no probably. She will have to get the She seats. will have to get the seats cleaned. Yeah. Like, she, I mean, without a doubt, and do I feel bad? Kinda. Not because we did it, but because the car did not deserve it. And I don't want to have to get a new car. Like, I love that car. Like, it has two great bumper stickers on it. Like, it is a nice car, and it drives well, and anybody would be lucky to have this car. And I consider myself lucky to have had it. And I'm, you know, and it sucks that it's going to go and it's going to go down this way. But, hey, man, it's a disgusting back seat now. So fuck you, Alicia. It's and french fries and dirt. Yeah, exactly. Rubbed into the seats. Like, I t- we took a golf club and, like, crunched it into the seats. Yeah, we'll see it in the video. Yeah, you'll see it in the video. Um, so I guess I know Alicia's not listening. I know Nicholas and, and me are the only two people who are listening to this. But I guess to Alicia, I just want to say, like, you know, thank you for everything that you did in the past, but you, like, forget my name and forget my number, because I will literally never forgive you and never talk to you again. And I hope you have a fucking horrible time selling this car, and I hope you end up paying $11,850 for it out of your own fucking greedy pocket. And I hope that... I, I hope that when you want cake, you can't. And I hope that when you accidentally spill orange juice on your mom's ring, I hope she beats your ass. And I hope that I hope that CTC forces you to retire this year, even though you don't want to. And and I hope Tremont City doesn't need a secretary anymore. And and I hope that you have such a hard time selling this car and having a hard time cleaning it that you end up crying like you did when Dad threw away your fucking plastic cups because they were dirty. And I hope that I hope that when you want to put a yard sign in your yard, you can't do it. And I hope that Dad calls you every day and begs you to come back. And I hope that your fucking vibrating bullets for your pussy get stuck in there and fucking zap you until you can never feel an orgasm again. And I hope, beyond hope, 
that someone comes in and eats all of your fucking Cool Ranch Doritos and your angel food cake and your oatmeal cookies and they use your brand of toothpaste that's on the sink that no one else can use because it's Alicia's. And I hope that someone someone tells you the ending of the Janet Ivanovich series that you're reading. And I hope that someone uh, ruins the end of, like, fucking, like, Harry Potter that I always see you watching. And, and I hope that I hope that the fire department no longer needs an EMT anymore, or an EMS, or whatever the fuck you are. And I hope, beyond hope, that your friend Larry calls you, and he says, you know what, Alicia, I'm married now, so you can't come over to Indiana anymore. And I hope that Jane and Tony break up, and that suddenly neither of them need you anymore. And I hope, beyond hope, that your parents like you did to me, change the locks so you can't get into their house without knowing it. And I hope that you gain all of the weight that you lost back, even though you're already kind of starting to do that. And I hope that you don't get any new office chairs, because I know how bad you want one. And I hope that when Dad moves out, he never comes back. I mean, I'm not going to talk to him, so I won't know. But I hope that... I hope that your bills go, like, skyrocket, because suddenly you're not splitting the cost with someone, and I hope that, I hope that you can never get another car loan because this one will come back to bite you in the ass, because you are a horrible, horrible person, and I hope that you know that, and that you know that I sincerely and deeply mean that. I am so mad at you, Alicia, that if you were here right now, I would spit at you, because I am so annoyed that you would do this to me when I have done nothing to you for my entire life but try to like you even though it's literally impossible. So I hope next year at Christmas time they don't play All I Want for Christmas is You because that's the only thing that has ever made you happy and I don't ever want you to be happy again. Next Jesus. topic. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> that was dramatic. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's rude, and it's inconvenient yeah, to me. Yeah, it's really rude. Yeah. So, um, I guess here's something we can talk about. The first, let's let's uh, let's uh, the first candidate has dropped out of the 2016 race Rick already. Perry. Yes, Rick Perry on paper should be a good candidate for the president. He's ugly. He he is pretty ugly, but on paper he is the longest serving governor in U.S. history. I didn't know that. Yeah. And, like, he's, like, he, on paper, like, he should be a good candidate for the Republicans. You know what I mean? Like, he, he's a former Democrat. So, I mean, I guess that's immediately, like, that. no yeah. for them. But, I mean, like, you know, on, like, he, he can work bipartisan. I hate him. Like, let me preface that. Like, I think he's a, the like, I hate him. I hate most, like, any Republicans. Literally any Republicans. I can't think of any Republican I like. Exactly. Not even, like, friends that are Republicans. I, I don't have any. Well, that's a lie. I do like Emily Stringer, but like I said, Emily I Stringer's hate all Republicans. Republican. Yeah. You'd be surprised. That's sad. Yeah. Well, I mean, you should think she's an evangelical Christian. I didn't know that either. How not? Didn't talk to her. Yeah, well, that's... I mean, that would be your first... Yeah. But on paper, like, if I were a Republican, Rick Perry should have been my candidate and in 2012 like he was considered the front runner like before he even i didn't know this until i watched um rachel maddow talking about it today in 2012 like he was the candidate like everybody thought 
was going to be the Republican nominee and could be like could beat Barack Obama. And but then like as soon as he announced and started campaigning, like she said, uh, for fifteen like fifteen consecutive polls before he ran, he was like ahead by like twenty, thirty points, like Hillary Clinton it was until she started running. Yeah. And then he did then he went on the debate stage and had this oops moment. You remember that? No. I didn't follow the 2012 GOP primary because I didn't care because I I didn't care then. I only cared about Barack Hussein Obama in 2012 and who he was going to beat. Like, I didn't care about what was going on. I thought every single Republican was a terrible candidate in 2012 and in 2016. Yeah, I remember I was just really wanting Obama to win no matter who it was. Right. And so we were... um, He gets on stage. You have to remember this. He gets on stage, and the question is, like, what areas of government would you end if you were president? And he goes, uh, commerce and education, and I can't remember the third one. And he literally he literally said, I cannot remember the third one. And he was like, yeah, the EPA. And, like, Ron Paul was like, there's five, you gotta do five. And, the, like, he's like, and the moderator's like, do you really not remember? And he's like, no, like, oops. And immediately after that, plummeted in the polls. I don't remember that. And has never recovered. That's bad for him. Right. He dropped out, like, a couple months after that and threw his support to Mitt Romney, who, of course, was then the nominee and lost miserably. And then in 2016, he ran again, and, like, he never recovered from that. Like, and even in 2012, like, and now he was... he, He was never had never more than 5% support of the 17 candidates, yeah, now I'm, 16. I yeah, I think every poll I've seen, he's just been really low, like, not even in the top, like... Yeah, he did not make the top 10 for the first debate. That was, like, the first, like... I feel like if I didn't... Well, I was gonna say, if I didn't make the top 10 for the first debate, I would have dropped out, but Carly Fiorina is now in the top 10 because of how well she did in the the bottom 7 debate. Yeah, that that debate was really boring. Yeah, and Rick Perry was being stupid. Yeah, he's 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 mentally challenged. I think, I think it's because he's from Texas, and there's just a lot of bush yeah, going like, down I don't there. Like him. Exactly, and so he's the first one to drop out now, and it's funny and it's interesting because Rachel Maddow was saying like right in the newest poll that came out, Rick Perry was tied with less than one percent support. With, Jesus. To Chris Christie. Who is the probably? I, I didn't know he was. I thought he was in the top ten. He was. Plummeted. Why? Don't know. Well, plummeted. He was tied with Chris Christie, Lindsey Graham, Rick Santorum, and Bobby Jindal with less than one percent support. And she said, "So if Rick Perry leaves, why aren't these other ones? Like, what's stopping them?" And she's she said she had an interesting po- point, like. If the if the Republican Party wants to stop Donald Trump from being their nominee, then a lot of them need to drop out because right now there like there are fifteen net well, yeah fifteen right this second anti like the like I'm the opposite Donald Trump candidates, so all of the votes that you know the the other seventy five percent of the support out, is yeah. spread evenly you know thinly among all these other people where like if you know if everybody like if you know, Rick Santorum, Bobby Jindal, Lindsey Graham, Chris Christie, like, people like that dropped out, then all these, they could, like, throw their support to people like, you know, 
I don't know, Marco Rubio or John Kasich even. I think John Kasich is the best candidate the Republicans have, and I fucking hate John Kasich. So that's like saying we a lot. To, we just have to say we hate John Kasich. Right. Like, I hate every single Republican running, but I think John Kasich and Chris Christie are the two best options that they have, and neither of them are going to win this nomination. And it's funny because, like in 2012 with Rick Perry, Jeb Bush was considered the front runner. Yeah. This year for the Republican primary, and I guess it is still too early to tell like who's going to be the nominee. But right now, Jeb Bush is in third, behind Ben Carson. Oh yeah, I and Donald that. Trump. Ben Carson is the <laughs> which is so random to me. I, I think he should be the nominee because he's funny. He is not fit to be the con- the president oh, of this I know, country. But it's yeah. like funny that he thinks he can be. Exactly. Yeah, well, he was the only person on that debate stage to successfully separate two Siamese twins. I think that's interesting, though. Well, it is interesting, but it, president? No. Like, he's so boring. He's like, so boring. Like, why is every, like, neurosurgeon boring? He's Whatever so the boring. Fuck he is, he's, like, he's a neurosurgeon. I have a Ben Carson bumper sticker. I'll show Do it to you, you when we're why? done. Yeah. Well, because I like collecting p- political memorabilia. Okay. You know this. I, no Did you wh- get it for free? Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, I, I would not buy it. It was one of those, like... Join my campaign. So I put like poppy seeds are yummy at gmail.com. <laughs> yeah. Um, next topic. I don't have a topic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, next. <laughs> I don't have a topic. <laughs> um, Pizza I've, Hut. Yeah, I've been stealing drinks from Pizza Hut. Oh, we're just going to go right out with it? <laughs> yeah. I've already, like, I'm, I have a, now that I'm here for over a year because my dad is a horrible human being and Alicia is a cunt, um, because I'm now stuck here for a, a, at least a year, I need to save, like, a lot of money and hopefully improve my credit so that way I can just get a student loan on my own or with a bet, like, you know, just any co-signer. Okay, co-signer. Yeah. So, uh, I'm going to start working at Pretzel Maker with Brianna Nicole Reagan, who at some point in the history of this show... Will she be will, a, be a, guest, a guest star, star yeah. At some point. So anyway, so I've already kind of like taken a like made Pizza Hut take a back seat because I was already planning to quit Pizza Hut in October anyway when I moved to New York. Um. So now whenever anybody orders a two liter, or even if they don't, I just grab a drink and pretend that it's for the order and then just drink it. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, RJ, you do this. Off the record. Off the record. Great YouTube channel. Yeah. <laughs> um. And then I also have started, like, sneaking slices of people's pizza. Yeah, I want to know how you pull this off, because, like, you can't do that. I did. Two of the three times. Two out of three times it works. That's my, that's my, that's what it is. Those are the statistics. You did it three times, and two of the times it worked. Yeah, so what is that? 30, no, 66.66666% of the time it works. Satan. I want to know how you do it. Well, I've learned it works better on pans, pan pizzas. And it works even better when they have a sauce. So if they have like a marinara or a ranch for like wings or something or breadsticks, uh, and you so what I did was it looked so good. Like as I was I was on cut table and it looked so good. Like it looked so delicious. I had to RJ. I had to eat this pizza. It was just a the first time. It was just a delicious pan cheese pizza, medium. Absolutely delicious. Like, it looked so good. Like, the crust was, like, nice and brown. Like, so good. Like, 
I knew if I bit into it, it would just, like, crunch. And then, like, the cheese was, like, bubbly and brown and, like, good. It was, like, perfect. Perfect pizza. Who made it? Gary. Gary made it. Yeah. Mm. It looked so fucking good. So, while I was... And they also had another pizza. And but they had uh, wings, I think, too. And so they had, like, a dipping sauce for their wings. And apparently, like... Amy told me to start putting it in the box. Like, put it in the pizza box, so that way, like... Yeah, that's what I do. Yeah, so that way they have it, but it's not... Like, you... I won't forget it. I won't forget that it's in the pizza bag, and, you know... Yeah. They'll get it. So, as I was in the car, I was just like, I have to try it. And I pulled out a piece of pizza, ate it, and then, like, opened the box back up, just through, like, just through the little flap. Like, I didn't pull the whole box out. Yeah. Just opened it up enough that I could get into the pizza box. And then what I did was I just evenly spread the seven remaining pieces of pizza and put, like, the sauce there. You know what I mean? Like, I I, I filled the empty slice with other slices. Like, I just... I made it look like it was the right size pizza in a bigger box because Mm. of the sauce. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was like, oh, you ordered a medium, but we put it in a large box is what it looked like because of the sauce. So, instead of eight pieces all touching, it was seven pieces fanned out to look like uh, look like it was all there. Absolutely worth it. Pulled it off twice. The second time, it was a pan pizza with pepperoni. And this, I've kind of felt bad for it, because this house that I delivered it to, I didn't know at the time, always tips me so well. Three to five dollars at least, because they don't live in our delivery district. Mm. And you ate their pizza. Yeah. And it was delicious, and I did not regret it. And they didn't know. They didn't call it in. They didn't say anything about it. So I think those were the two of the three times that it worked, and I think that those... I think that it's because it was a pan, or because they just didn't notice. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because, like, I... Like, okay, so then this next group ordered a specialty Ultimate Cheese Lover pizza. And I've wanted to try the crust. I don't care about... First of all, I thought it was a regular-ass pizza with just a cheese... With marinara cheese and then the Asiago crust, which sounded delicious. And I just wanted to try it. I think my biggest mistake was that I, I grabbed a big piece. Like, I didn't look. I just reached in and grabbed a piece. And I think if I'd grabbed maybe a smaller section, I could have pulled it off. But I essentially did the same thing. And the pizza was just okay. The crust was really good. I liked the crust. The Asiago crust was alright, but the pizza itself, mediocre. Would you agree? Yeah, I don't like the ultimate cheese lovers. Yeah. I don't like the Alfredo sauce. Yeah, I think, like, it would be better with if it was just a cheese pizza with Asiago crust. Yeah. Yeah. So, I get it there, I deliver it to him. By the time I get back to the store, Amy, our manager, well, our shift manager, was on the phone with that couple yelling at them. There's no way you could be missing a piece of pizza. I don't understand what you're insinuating. Well, that's not what she said, but I don't under- she's like, I don't understand like what who you're trying to accuse. And she said, we had a manager who cut it, so I know it wasn't him, and we had a very good driver take it. Like, he would never do something like this. Little does she know, it obviously was. And she's just, like, I can hear the lady in the phone like, well, I know, la, 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 la. well, all I know is I got seven fucking pieces in here. And... Amy looks at me, and she, like, mouths, did you eat a piece of this lady's pizza? Why would I say yes? Like, obviously I said no. 
So she, uh, she's like, ma'am, I don't know what to tell you. She's like, I, th- she's like, ma'am, I'll just give you a $5 credit on your next order because this lady wanted a whole new pizza. Not tonight. Like Amy said, we can bring you like, like the only, like, she's like, we'll, we'll bring you another pizza, but like, you'll have to pay for it. Like, cause she's like, I don't believe you that this happened. She's like, I've never had this happen before. Like this, this is not real. She thought some lady was literally calling just to get a free pizza. Like she's like, and she like couldn't think of any other excuses. So she just said it was the, I'm missing a slice. She's like, there's no way, like, according to Amy, there's no way this could happen. So Amy's trying all these different ways, like, please this woman. Finally, she just hung up on her. Are you serious? Yeah. That's how it ended? No credit. Yelling, 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 yelling. And she's like, ma'am, I don't know what to do. Slammed the phone down. And then, of course, all th- two of the three phones are broken now. Really? Yeah, two. Jacob broke one, slamming it. Matt broke the other, slamming it. Two of the three phones so much this job are sucks. hanging off the f- like literally they just sit on the counter, so you have to pick it up and actually hit the hit the button as if it was on hold yeah. every time. So, what I learned is only do it on pans, or just don't do it. I don't think you should do it. Just do it sparingly, but even if one if one more if I get caught even one more time yeah, and it's on a delivery, okay. like Amy would then know that it was me. Like she would. It's like I won't do it again, but I will continue to steal drinks. Yeah, of course, all the time. Delicious. There are like five empty drink bottles from Pizza Hut in my back seat. You're welcome, Alicia. You big fat flat ass cunt. Ass isn't that flat. It's, it's kinda... pretty flat because she's a secretary, so she sits all day. Oh, she's huge though. Oh yeah, she's morbidly obese. Well, I don't know morbidly obese. She's morbidly. Yeah, obese. she probably is morbidly obese for like a woman her age and her size. Like her body mass index probably does make her morbidly obese. Is morbidly like the scientific term? Yeah, the medical term. It's it's overweight, obese. Um, morbidly obese, and then super morbidly obese. Super morbidly Yeah, super morbidly obese is, like, where it stops. And then, yeah, like, anything, like, super morbidly obese is, like, as fat as you can get. Like, in terms of, like, the term, I guess. Mm. Anyway, well, that, uh, anything else you'd like to add? No, I think that's it. I don't know. Alright. I feel like next week, you're gonna lead the podcast. I don't have anything to talk about. My life isn't that interesting. Like, I, I don't I don't steal pieces of pizza. Like, right. So like I just play by the rules. You're the one who like gets into shit like and destroy like, Oh shit, I stole somebody's pizza. Yeah. Destroy like, like everything like... I do bad, like I don't get caught. Yeah. Like one time I I was mad at my manager, so I shit in the toilet and left it for him overnight. Oh, I I did that at Dad's house the other day. Oh, you shouldn't have told yeah, left it there? Yeah, he asked me to go get a package off the front porch, and this was literally the next day after, like, he canceled my loan. Shouldn't have even answered the phone, but I did. Went over, took a giant shit, and, like, used, like, a foot of toilet paper. Like, well, a lot. Like, a lot, a lot of toilet paper. And didn't flush. Just left it stew there. And this was, like, 10 in the morning, and I none of them got home until, like, 6 p.m. Did they call you? Nope. I think that about does it for this episode, this week's episode of Motafe. I'll turn it over to Artie. Thank you, Zach. Thank you for listening to Motafe. My name is Artie. I live in a van down by the river. Ha <laughs> ha I am Chris Farley. No, 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 no. I'm going to break a 
table. I'm going to overdose on cocaine. Except I will not overdose on cocaine. I will overdose on heroin. Uh, RJ, Zach, I want you to know I have a heroin addiction. I'm very sorry I had to come out like this. I think I'm going to go into rehab. I hopefully see you next week. My wife, uh, for years, she tried to make me go to rehab, but I say no, no, no. Uh, I actually tell, I actually told Amy Winehouse about it, and she wrote it down and fucking turned it into a song, and then won a Grammy, and then the bitch died. Good riddance, I always say. I never like Amy Winehouse. She only writes one song. Can we really say that we are surprised that she's dead of an overdose? No, she literally wrote a song about it. Except it was my life, Amy. It was my life, Amy. Tune in next week. Yeah, and that's the last time I'm making macaroni and cheese.